It's now time to listen to the word of God. And I'd like you to say this. This is the word of God. It is good and uh, beneficial to me. And um, before the preacher comes, this month we have two things that are happening. We're beginning on series from the Sermon on the Mount. The sermon that Christ was preaching, he preached, he preached a sermon on the mount. It has very many elements, there are very few verses, but they are so rich, so rich, that we will go through each one of them as much as we can this month of February. And uh, that is the first thing. Uh, The second thing is that this month, the church has started a recitation, Bible recitation program where we don't read, but we recite. So that we recite by heart, then it sinks in our hearts. So if you can, please wake up. Wake up, stand up if you can, uh, so that we can go through the word of God as recited by Ben. And Matthew chapter 5, verse 10, which says, Blessed are the poor in spirit receive the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Thank you. Amen. Let's give a clap unto the Lord. And please get seated. Get seated as I welcome um, two people here. Reverend uh, Tobias uh, Omolo and uh, Pastor Susan to come forward. And while Pastor Tobias will stand there, Susan will come here, who is um, a very wonderful um, man of God. He is um, one of us in Nairobi Baptist Church. He attends the Gong Road Assembly for many years with his wife, uh, Pastor Susan, who was also a pastor in Nairobi Baptist Church uh, before she left to do other things that the Lord was leading her to do. And uh, Pastor Tobias, or Reverend Tobias, is um, working with uh, BTL, Bible Translation and uh, Literacy, and uh, he connects uh, us uh, to them, the churches, and uh, here he is today. Please, uh, just a greeting from Pastor Susan, even as you pray for the, the preacher. Buona sifiwe. Asifiwe tena. You know, Rongai was known to be a vibrant church. Amen, amen, amen. It's long since I was here. Uh, I think the last time I was here, Pastor Gabriel was still here. So it's quite a long time, and I'm glad to be here this morning to fellowship with you. And I pray that uh, as we fellowship, the Lord will bless us together. Shall we pray? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we do thank you for this time. Thank you, King of Glory, because, Lord, you are preparing our hearts, even for the word that you have for us today. And even as uh, the preacher comes on, Reverend Tobias Akello, Lord, we surrender him into your hands, that King of Glory, you will use him as a vessel today. Father, we pray that Lord will put the words in his mouth that whatever comes from his mouth today, Lord, 
will be an oracle from you straight to our hearts for the glory and honor of your name. We call upon your presence, the Holy Spirit, even to use him, King of glory, to reach to us, O Lord. Receive glory this morning and honor, for in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, good morning and praise the Lord. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Pastor Susan, for your prayers. And I also want to thank God for the opportunity that is given to me to come and share with us. Uh, as uh, Reverend Abinegwa said, I'm Tobias Akelomolo, married to Pastor Susan. God has blessed us with two children, Prudence Akelo and uh, Oscar Dave Akelo. Currently, I also serve at Bible Translation and Literacy as the Church Engagement and Partnerships Coordinator, where my work as I work with the BTL is just to create awareness about the ministry of Bible translation and helping the communities and believers get to know how we can continue to stand with the work of God as we reach the small language groups in different parts of our nation, Kenya, and beyond. And as a member of Nairobi Baptist Church, we are very grateful for the support that we've continued to receive from Nairobi Baptist Church. And uh, just a prayer praise, on the 20th of this month, we will be dedicating the first portion of the Gospel of Luke for the Ogiek community. The Ogiek community are found in Narok and Nakuru counties. And also Nairobi Baptist Church having an interest among the Digo community. We thank God because we are able, or we've now finalized, the, the Bible in the Digo language. And on the, 20th, on the 22nd of May this year, God giving us life, the Digo community will be having their complete Bible. And therefore we praise the Lord for what the Lord is doing. And even as we continue with our clinic work in Kwale, we can also reach the people with the word of God in their heart language. We also want to praise the Lord because the Ilchamus community, we are also finalizing their New Testament. The Ilchamus are found in Baringo. We also want to thank God for the Chonyi community. We are completing their New Testament. And we thank God for the Duruma community that we have also completed their Bible and we are now in the process of typesetting it so that it can be printed and brought to the community to get the word of God in their heart language. Last week I was preaching at Nairobi Baptist Church Kikuyu. And as I was preaching with them, I was sharing with us about seizing the moment through prayers. As we continue with our series on seize the moment. And I was sharing from the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verses number 10 to 12. And as I was sharing with them, I reminded them that in order for us as believers to seize the opportunity through prayers, there are three things that you and I need to do. And in order for us to seize opportunity through prayers, first and foremost, I encourage our members that we need to be obedient to the voice of God. Because when the Lord commands us, he expects us to be obedient to what he's telling us. 
Secondly, I reminded us that in order for us to seize the moment through prayers, then we have to be dependent on God. We have to depend on God, for we know that our enemy is strong. But when we depend on God through prayers, then we are able to fight our enemy and defeat him. And thirdly, I reminded our members that in order for us to fight our enemy and seize the opportunity through prayers, we need to be believers who are proactive in our prayers instead of being reactive. And therefore, as we continue with the Seize the Moment sessions, as a congregation and as believers and members of Nairobi Baptist Church, we now come to a moment where we as a congregation at Nairobi Baptist Church on Gatarongai, we get into a moment where now we get into the Sermon on the Mount series, the Sermon that Jesus Christ shared from the book of Matthew, chapter number 5, verses number 1 up to number 10 or up to 12. And therefore this morning, as we've been recited by our brothers, I will be sharing with us from Matthew chapter 5, verses number 3 and verse number 10. And I want to say that Matthew's chapter number 5 to 7 is what is commonly known as the Sermon on the Mount. Why? Because Jesus Christ delivered this sermon on a mountain. Though the mountain's exact location is unknown, it was undoubtedly in Galilee and near Capernaum. And therefore, when we want to talk about blessed are the poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, and blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, it is important for you and I to understand that to be blessed means to be happy or fortunate. And therefore, a person who is singularly favored by God. This is what Jesus Christ is talking about when he's talking about this series from chapter 5 to chapter number 7. And he's reminding us that in order for one to be counted to be a blessed person, it means that this person is singularly favored by God. And therefore, the favor of God is something that is very important when we get into a sermon today that is the blessing of the kingdom and earth. And therefore, verses number three tells us, Blessed are the poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When we look in our society today, someone who is poor is considered to be one who is without influence. If you look into the contemporary society, a person who has been considered to be poor is somebody who is looked like to be somebody who doesn't have influence or somebody who doesn't have a power or prestige. And in those days as it was today or as it is today, we find that these poor people many a times were often taken advantage of and exploited. And this state of helplessness and destitution can and does lead one to develop a deep dependence upon God. And thus having this in our mind, that when we talk about the poor in the society today, there are these people who are considered to be without influence, without power or prestige, 
And them being exploited today, as they were being exploited in those days, it makes these poor people to develop a, de- a, de- a desire to completely depend on God. And therefore, God is their source of strength. And that is why many a times you will find that many of these people who are considered to be poor, when God does for them something, you will hear them telling you, he ni kwanema ya mungu peke yake. Sio kutokana na jinsi ambavyo nimejuana na wengine. And therefore have that in mind. And Jesus Christ now comes to a point and as he's speaking, he's telling them, blessed are the poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So it's important for you and I to remember, when Jesus is talking about the poor in the spirit, it does not mean those who are dispirited or those who lack God's Holy Spirit or lack spiritual awareness. Rather, Jesus Christ is telling us it is those people who have been convinced of their spiritual poverty. And they've realized that they are poor in their spiritual life and they are poor and as a result, they are in total inability to please God by their own merits and trusting in God alone. And therefore, when Christ is talking about blessed are the poor in the spirit, he is telling us that these are people who are convinced of their spiritual poverty and total inability to please God because by their own merits, they cannot please God, but they can trust in God alone. And therefore, to be poor in the spirit is to acknowledge one's spiritual bankruptcy. And one's need to depend on God alone. So when Christ is telling us, blessed are the poor in the spirit, he's reminding us that he's talking about that we need to acknowledge our spiritual bankruptcy and our need to depend on God alone. And he's also reminding us that to be poor in the spirit means that we have to empty ourselves. How can we empty ourselves? Because as human beings, we are filled with so many vices that we have in our lives. And therefore, some of the vices that we have in our lives include things like selfishness. Include things like pride. Include things like hatred. Include things like malice. But then Jesus Christ is telling us because we are acknowledging our spiritual bankruptcy and we are depending on God alone, he is telling us in order for him to fill us with his blessings, we as believers, we must empty ourselves of these things. And therefore, brothers and sisters, without us being poor in the spirit, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven. If we look at the world's teachings today, we are being taught that in order for us to be considered blessed, one must be powerful. 
One must be rich. One must be self-sufficient. That is how the world is teaching us about being blessed. Being somebody who is powerful. Being somebody who is rich. Being somebody who is self-sufficient. But on the contrary, Jesus Christ is teaching us that in order for us to be truly blessed, then one must first of all become poor. And therefore, as we continue with our Seize the Moment series, as a congregation, if you want to be rich in the things of the Spirit, then we must be poor in the things of the flesh. If we continue with our Seizing the Moment series, being very careful, then how we live not as unwise, but as wise, making the moment of every opportunity, because the days are evil. You and I, we are being called upon that we have to be poor in the things of the flesh. And Christ is telling us, To be poor in the spirit expects us, or we are being expected, to be humble inwardly. Why? Because God accepts those who truly humble themselves before him. Isaiah chapter number 57, verse number 15 says, I live in a high and holy place, but also with him who is contrite and lowly in the spirit. To revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. And therefore we are being called to live a humble life. We are being called to be poor in the spirit. In order for us to be people who are considered to be blessed, the world is teaching us a different dimension. Why? Because we are living in the days where the days are evil. But God is telling us this is a moment for us to have our eyes opened. The scales in our eyes needs to be taken away. And when they are taken away, then we are going to align our lives as believers with the teachings of the word of God. And the teachings of the word of God are true. And that is why here we are being called upon that our standard should remain to be the word of God. And therefore, in order for you to be counted blessed, you and I, we need to be poor in the spirit. And when we need to be poor in the spirit, we are being called upon to be humble. For Proverbs chapter 3 verses number 34 says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Friends, as we come to God, as an individual, those who are joining us online, Those who are listening to us here this morning, I want to remind us that as we pray to God, we are going to pray that in his mercy he will fill us with the spiritual blessings. The spiritual blessings that will make us be counted poor in the spirit. For when you are counted poor in the spirit, then the kingdom of heaven is ours. And that is why First Peter chapter 5 verses number 6 says, Humble yourselves therefore before the Lord under God's mighty hand that he might lift you up in due time. And therefore, in verses number three, when Jesus Christ is talking to us about blessed are the poor, 
in the spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Christ is reminding us about three things. Number one, we ought to be convinced of our spiritual poverty and total inability to please God by our own merits. I know that come the end of the year, I'm going to have a performance review with our human resource department. And they will tell me, Tobias, these were the targets. How is it? Then I'm going to be evaluated depending on my own merits and the ability that I have had. But when Jesus Christ is telling us here that blessed are the poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, he's reminding us that the first thing is that you and I need to be convinced of our spiritual poverty and total inability to please God with our own merits. Secondly, Jesus Christ is reminding us that we as believers, we as individuals, we are being called upon to empty ourselves of all our human vices and be filled with God's blessings. And thirdly, Jesus Christ is reminding us that we need to be humble inwardly. Secondly, verse number 10 the Bible tells us, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When Matthew was writing this passage of scripture, I believe that his readers had a lot of experience in suffering. Why? Because Christianity was a new religion then. And it was the subject of persecution from the family from work, and especially from the Roman state. Why? Because Roman emperors regarded themselves as divine beings. And every citizen was expected once in a year to burn an incense to a statue of the emperor and declare that Caesar is Lord. But Christians in that time insisted that Caesar is not Lord, but Jesus Christ is Lord. And as a result of that, many Christians died because of their refusal to acknowledge Caesar as Lord. Such suffering, my brothers and sisters, has a lot of merit. And it is comparable to the suffering of the prophets of the old, the way we know how they suffered when we take our time to read the books of the prophets. And having this background, knowing that the Roman Empire at that time was persecuting believers because of their faith, because of their belief in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ comes to verses number 10 and he tells them, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Why? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. My brothers and sisters, there are many reasons as to why people get persecuted in our world today. There are people who are persecuted because of the lady or the man they have married. There is a friend this past Wednesday told me, Pastor, my daughter 
has been told you cannot be married to this man because this man comes from community X or community Y. This Wednesday. On Thursday, I drove to Siaya for a burial on Friday. And while there, you could see the issue of segregation and separation where Christians are there. But then you find others being put aside. Why? Because of their faith. And therefore you will find that there are many reasons as to why we as believers or as to why believers are being persecuted. And here we see that many even in our society today are persecuted because of their skin color. Or because of lack of pigmentation in your skin. And we find Others are being persecuted because of the education or the people they relate with or religion or others are being persecuted because of their own sin. But in this verse, Jesus Christ has a disclaimer. He is telling us or he is telling the people that are listening to him that you are only blessed if you are persecuted for righteousness sake. Jesus Christ is reminding us that true believers will always undergo some form of persecution. As I've told you, I work with Bible translation and literacy. There's this day that I drove to Tot, Kerio Valley, to go and visit some of our staff members. And I had this vehicle that I've come with. And while down there, I was preaching in a small, full gospel church. And there was a Pokot pastor who had come to that congregation. And the Marakwet people knew about it. And then the shooting started for two hours. With my little knowledge, I realized that if I left the congregants to get out of the church, they would be shot dead because they would be running. And therefore I continued preaching. Though I know that members were looking outside. And Pokot and the Marakwets are neighbors. Driving from Tort to Eldoret is five hours. There is a missionary who has been sent to Tort by Parklands Baptist Church. The guys came with their guns. They went to where the keyboard was. They picked the keyboard. Dropped it down and broke it. And Christ is telling us that if we are persecuted because of his righteousness sake, then the kingdom of heaven is ours. And this one I'm giving us an example in Kenya. Not outside. Your first time visitor was an intern in our organization. I sent her to Eldoret to go and supervise the work that we are doing there. And she experienced some of these challenges that we are talking about. 
And therefore Christ is telling us that we are only going to be blessed if we are persecuted for righteousness sake. And in other words is reminding us that you and I as a true believer we will always undergo some form of persecution. Friends, there are times that we bring ourselves troubles that are not unnecessary. We think that we are righteous, but the truth of the matter is that we are suffering because of our mistake and lack of knowledge. Let us be certain that we are, what we are doing will bring glory to God. It is only when our suffering is bringing glory to God that is when we will be considered blessed. Paul writing to Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses number 12 he says, Indeed all who want to live in a godly way in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Paul is reminding Timothy and is reminding us today that if we do not suffer some kind of persecution, Maybe it's a moment of you and I to do a personal introspection of my walk, of your walk with the Lord. For even John chapter 15 verses 18 to 19 tells us, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world... But I chose you out of the world because of this. The world hates you. Brothers and sisters, it's clear and well known that worldly men and women will always oppose righteous men and righteous women of God. Righteous men, those who have Christ's righteousness, they are like the light in the darkness. And because of them being the light in the darkness, then the worldly men and women will hate them. Why? Because the light that they have will be exposing the evil of the worldly men and the worldly women. As I come to the end of my sermon this morning, brothers, I want to remind us that opposition is a normal mark of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. As I told you, I was preaching last week in our church in Kikuyu. And immediately you and I enroll into the kingdom of God. Know that there is another kingdom outside there that is ready to fight you and is ready to bring you down. And therefore, opposition is a normal mark of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. For First Peter chapter 4, verses 13 to 14 says, But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests in you. Blessed are the poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, in that they are convinced 
of their spiritual poverty and total inability to please God by their own merits, in that they are willing to empty themselves of all human vices and be filled with God's blessings, in that they are willing to be humble and also to know that their suffering brings glory to God. Johnson Ottman 1856 to 1922, wrote a hymn, and he said, When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking that all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. My brother, my sister, in order for us to enjoy the kingdom of God, then we must have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You're watching us from the comfort of your home as the present worship team joins us. Or you're even here this morning in the congregation. And you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. My brother and my sister. The blessings that Jesus Christ is talking about. When he's talking about blessed are the poor in the spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You can only partake of the kingdom of heaven when you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're watching us from home. You're watching us from your office. You are in this sanctuary this morning. And you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. This is an opportunity for you to take that step of faith. And we will pray together. We give you glory. God, we give you glory and honor. Even as we speak a blessing to the preacher. Even as he goes preaching the gospel. Everywhere in facing persecution and spiritual torture, may your grace, grace suffice for him as well. We thank God for, we thank you for today's sermon. That yes, we can even take a very quick formula home. That poverty, spiritual poverty, in persecution. For the glory of God equals the kingdom of God. To P equals K. A feeling of poverty that we are not out there. We are not yet there. That we serve a holy God. We stand in the presence of a very holy God. Yet we are not. 
And therefore we desire more and more. More about you, more about you, Lord. More about you than more than anything else. Now we desire you and we desire your presence and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Then we seek the kingdom because of poverty and the kingdom will become ours. And the more we suffer because of you. And then in the process after all this, Lord, we shall receive the crown of glory. For the Matthias prize is after suffering for you. And therefore, Lord, how we desire that we will be counted as kingdom seekers. With an everlasting love. And therefore, we can say yes to your will. Oh, Lord, I don't know how long we have to wait. I do not know how the season for chastisement has to wait. I do not know how long, Lord, we might have to wait for a baby. I don't know how long we might have to wait for the job to come through again. But, Lord, teach us to say yes and to seek your presence, Lord. To seek your presence more than anything else, dear Lord. Cause us and teach us to say yes. Now we say yes in our spirit. Give us a spirit that says yes. Even when we are kind, cause us to say yes. Even when the devil is laughing at us, cause us to say yes. So that we may seek you in the spirit. Now we may be kingdom seekers. When they seek chariots, when they seek much wealth, Lord, cause us to seek you. Cause us to seek the kingdom of God. To see the kingdom prospering. To see the church prospering. To see the kingdom prospering. To see the light going all over Lord. Cause us to seek you more than anything else. Cause us to desire your presence more than anything else. Others seek beauty. Others seek fame. Others seek power. But Christ cause us to seek you more than anything else. For they are blessed, the kingdom of God is for those who are poor in the spirit and for those who are persecuted for the sake of the righteousness, for the kingdom of God is theirs. Lord, do not allow us to miss the kingdom. Do not allow us to miss the wedding feast of the Lamb. Keep us to hang around there, dear Lord, despite the tears sometimes. Cause us to hang on around there, dear Lord. Give us the grace and the power so that we may be true because there is a race that I must run. And there are victories to be won. Give me power, Lord, every hour to be true. Give me power, Lord, every day to be true. Give me power every day that comes that I may be true. Because there is a race that I must run. And there are victories to be won, dear Lord, whatever circumstances cause us to wait upon you with joy and thanksgiving. So that we don't miss the mark. How I pray for you, dear believer, that the Lord will give you the grace of you persevere 
as you wait upon the Lord's answer. I pray that you may get a peace of mind. That the Lord will give you peace so that you hear what God has in store for you. I pray that you may get the peace that comes from the Lord so that you can go forth despite. I pray that you may experience open doors, my dear believer. I pray that you may receive a blessing of wells that you would never dug because Christ is your provider. Because these wells belong to the Lord. I pray that you may give us a testimony in secret that the Lord has given you wells that you have not dug. Father, this is my prayer to you, beloved. Wells that they have not dug because there is no even resource and the strength to dig the well, the wells. Father, they may come through. I pray that the doors that the, door, the devil has opened for you, against you, the Lord will open for you even a season like this. And I pray that the Lord may close doors that the, oh, the devil has opened for you. Doors to love the things of this world, may the Lord close for you. May he close for you even those evil desires. May those doors close for you so that you may become a kingdom seeker. And this is my prayer for you for Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday that you are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen and amen.